Le'Veon Bell tells Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that he'd consider sitting out or retiring if given the franchise tag. Again, our next guest has to deal with this now with me. He is Jerry Dulac, sponsored by Coors Light, proudly served at Chupka's 2 Cafe on the south side, featuring five Coors Lights for $14 during all Penguins games. Jerry, we just can't get through a week without something like this coming up, can we? Uh, Adam, um, you're right, and I think sometimes it just points up to uh, the uh, not very bright nature of some of the players when they say things like this at, at, at a time like this. So that's what I don't understand. What in good God's name would prompt him to even deliver such a statement at, at, you know, the week of a playoff game is just beyond me about possibly his future in the franchise tag. Anybody with any amount of common sense, a player, would say, uh, well, you know what, hey, I'll worry about it at the end of the season. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about that now. Uh, and the fact that he would bring that up and say that, I mean, you know, that, that makes for a, a good fodder for, for uh, the media people, but I just don't understand uh, why certain players do that. And, and he, this is not the first time for him, Adam, and I'm not so sure that this is just not another reason why I wouldn't sign him to any type of long-term contract, wow. at least certainly not at the price that he asks. Well, I think that Art the II and Kevin Colbert and Omar Khan and Mike Tomlin right now I have to be thinking, what do you think you're doing, man? You, oh, no you, you're going to strong arm us? Give me a break. There's no chance. Yeah, well, that's for sure. I mean, that's never going to happen. They're going to offer him what they feel is fair, just like they did this year, and he didn't want it. He didn't want what they had to offer, and it was a pretty good offer. They're not going to change a whole lot. Plus, the other thing, too, is, look, this isn't Ben Roethlisberger here. They they can win without Le'Veon Bell. They can't win without Ben Roethlisberger. And my point is, you're talking about a running back, any running back, but especially this one who touches it so many times and takes pounding that what do you think his shelf life is going to be in the NFL? And you're going to commit to him long term. Um, that's why, I, I mean, to me, the smart play was, I thought all along, would be to franchise him this year. And then at this point, I'd franchise him again. And then, you know what? Leave it up to him. But they're not going to, they're not, he's not going to goad them into paying him what he feels is his quote value, that they don't value him. I mean, um, and, and you know, he always is talking about his rap career and a whole bit. I mean, these are the things you take into account when you're, when you own the team that, you know, do you want to invest in a player who is not a good investment? And I'm not talking about, on the football field. And I, again, I just, I just don't understand why anybody wouldn't have the common sense to, to think uh, not to even start talking about something like that or even address it. And um, I, it's, it's just beyond me that that kind of stuff happens. When he said, Jerry, that he wants to set the market so that he can help out the Todd Gurley's and the Ezekiel Elliott's and the Melvin Gordon. Oh, yeah. The world. Boy, isn't he magnanimous, Adam? That's very nice of him. Yeah, such a nice guy for doing that. I understand. Fred the Wealth. Yeah, right. Fred the Wealth. Maybe you should join Bernie Sanders. I don't want to get into a political discussion. It sounds like he's a socialist, right? Spreading the wealth around. Oh, man. Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon. Now, he does want to set the market. We all know that, but it ain't for them. Give me a break. Uh, Jerry Dulac joining me here uh, on the Crowley Show. Uh, Jerry, we talked about it last week with the Todd Haley stuff, and these are different nature, of course. Todd Haley's out trying to enjoy a night, and uh, 
Le'Veon Bell's speaking to a reporter the week before a playoff game. I think these are definitely a little bit different, no question about it, but week in, week out, this team deals with this kind of stuff, so I would imagine that they're able to deal with this. I'd imagine that this won't affect them on Sunday. Oh, no, I don't think it affects them one bit. I, I, I think uh, I think they all probably know that, um, you know, there'll be certain players that be, want to say to them, they say this just what I said, man, what are you doing? Why would you even discuss that? But it doesn't affect them. That is because every one of them, you know, in some form or another, they just don't state it, wants to feel you know, feel that they're, they probably all feel that they're worth more than what they get when they start seeing what other contracts are. Maybe you're on the league, but that has no impact on, on this team or it bothers the players. Those things come and go and the Haley incident and all those things. I mean, uh, Adam, there's probably things that go on that we don't even know about. And, and it's just all part of, you know, this, this, this professional uh, atmosphere with the players. Uh, you know, all the nonsense that we hear about and, and, and listen to and uh, on, on social media. And uh, it, 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 does, it certainly doesn't bother the team, uh, just like the whole James Harrison episode. They've been dealing with that since the preseason. Every one of them knew that he wanted, that he asked to be released. And um, that was nothing new. And it's just like the Brady situation and Belichick and, and Robert Kraft in New England. That's been going on all year. You don't think those people knew about that? Of course they did. The players internally, I mean, in the locker room didn't affect them. They're thirteen and three. These guys, when you when you're an organization such as the Steelers or New England, and these little things creep up, um, they you know they handle it. That's what. That's why they're successful. They they have good players and they're a good organization, and they go out and they hand, they take care of their business. And, uh, you know, I think they just, you know, they just dismiss all the other stuff for the most part. Jerry Dulac joining me from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and the Steelers Radio Network. Let's transition to this Jags game, Jerry. And let me ask you about the Steelers offense versus the Jags defense. Which unit is good enough to dictate, do you think? Well, I don't. I, that's a good question, Adam. And, and what I want to see, uh, just to digress from your question for a minute, is I want to see who changes what they do. And by that, I mean there is no way Jacksonville can keep the same game plan that they used against Buffalo against the Steelers, uh, where Blake Bortles doesn't attack downfield, where he completes uh, uh, passes to just one wide receiver and only three other players, one of whom was the, one, was the, the touchdown pass to the tight end, the backup tight end. That was the only pass he caught. So he basically targeted three other receivers, and only one wide receiver. There's no way you can play with that same game plan unless you think you're going to take the ball away five times and, re- and take two of them back for touchdowns like what happened in the first game. So Jacksonville is going to have to change. Leonard Fournette, just go look at his numbers the last six games. Uh, Adam, I don't want to call him a pedestrian running back, but he's certainly not a game-changing, game-dictating type of running back. He's averaging 3.1 yards in his last six games, his longest run, is is 24 yards, and he's he just not that – he hasn't been that type of back. Um, so you're not going to play the Steelers and just hand it to Leonard Fournette because you know they're going to take him away. And so it's up to them uh, to change what they do. So to me, Jacksonville has to come out and start throwing on first down with Blake Bortles if he uh, – you know, if we'll see how he's able to do. So will we'll, we'll Jacksonville change what they do? And will the Steelers deviate from what they've been doing the last six or seven games, which is 
letting Ben Roethlisberger, letting Ben Roethlisberger attack downfield, give him the ball and throw, throw, throw for the most part. Look at Le'Veon Bell's carries the last six games, fewest of any six-game stretch in his career. Look at Ben's attempts the last six games, most of any six-game stretch in his career. And look at the point production because of it. They've changed the way they played the second half of the season, and that's when their offense has been most productive. This idea that they're just going to hand it to Le'Veon Bell 25, 27 times like they did early in the season, except for the Jacksonville game, I just, I, I, to me, why would you change? I understand their defense. So to your point, who's going to dictate? I think the Steelers will dictate to Jacksonville. This is the way we're going to play. And I'm not saying they're going to throw 55 times like last time. That was a different animal. But, but I think you will see, I don't think you will see them deviate from what has been successful and what has gotten them to this point of the season. And that's the way letting Ben take control of the game. That's really good stuff, Jerry. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when Denver came in here a couple of years ago, and it's the no-fly zone, and you're not going to be able to throw on us. And the Steelers said, right. like, hell, we can't. And then they right. did. And I think Antonio Brown had 200-some-odd yards in that game and 16 catches. Uh, Jerry Dulac from the Post-Gazette Steelers Radio Network joining me here on the Crowley Show. A lot has been made of Bortles. I think he stinks. He's probably not as bad as he was last week, but I have a tough time seeing him be at home, 70,000 Jags fans there, to going on the road, it's 18 degrees, Heinz Field, and him not feeling the pressure. I think he throws the ball to Pittsburgh at least once in this game. Well, and you had to do is look at the way he played last week against Buffalo at home. Right. And he was obviously inaccurate, inefficient, and, and extremely tentative. And, and maybe the game plan was geared around not having him attack. But, uh, you know, again, they're going to have to try to play somewhere. Some, they have to play uh, some way differently than they did. But I'm with you. And did you see another Tennessee player took a shot at him again today? That's just funny to me that two players within their own division, Jarrell Casey did it last week, and that was um, – well, did you see that Adam was at Bayard, the, the yes. secondary guy? He said he wants to make Tom Brady look like Blake Bortles. <laughs> So the players in his own division don't have any problems taking shots at Blake Bortles, which tells you what they think about Blake Bortles. And, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Jacksonville's a terrible team because they are not a terrible team. They are a good football team. To me, this is about what I see with the Steeler team. They're extremely focused, extremely determined. This is the way they've been all year. I'm not talking about just this week. And, and none more so than their quarterback. And based on what I see and, 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 and where they want to go and what they know they need to do, that's why I see the Steelers winning this game. I don't know, you know, I've said since the end of that Jacksonville game against Buffalo that the Steelers will win 30 to 10, and that's my prediction. And it's not because I say Jacksonville stinks. I just because, it's just because when I look at this team, I look what they've been able to do. They lost to them the first time. They take that stuff personally. They were embarrassed. Ben was embarrassed. I expect them to come out and play a really solid game. They've done that all year against the better teams. And uh, Ben's brought them back when they've been trailing. And uh, the only time it didn't happen was uh, was in the Jacksonville game. He even did it in the New England game. And let's face it, it looked like they had won. But, you know, the, a bad call, I mean, a bad rule, not a bad call, a bad rule uh, prevented that from happening. So I, I don't see anything changing. And uh, I, I expect them to uh, control this game and win. Jerry, Eagle. great stuff, man. Really appreciate it, and uh, look forward to seeing you here soon. All right, Adam. Good chatting with you. You too, buddy. Jerry Dulac, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Steelers Radio Network with the fire! 
Jerry coming out of the gate hot, baby. And, of course, he is brought to us by the always cool Coors Light, proudly served at Chupka's 2 Cafe on the south side, featuring five Coors Lights for $14 during all Penguins games. That was the lamest thing I've ever done, I think, just there. I was talking about how hot Jerry is, so I tried to transition into the sponsor, and I said the always cool Coors Light. What a freaking loser. Does that mean my joke bombed? Thank you, Joe. Do you see the story in GQ about Ryan Shazier? Yeah! Thanks. You did not? Brian, it's a take that you told me off the air, and it's coming from GQ, and it's a really... Oh, okay. I So my theory. Yeah. It's yeah. a really... It's lit, baby. Oh, boy. And we should have run with it before. Hey. What can you do? I had the theory. At least we know it inside, you know? I'll tell you what the theory was. I'll tell you what this guy wrote, and I'll tell you why I agree and disagree. It's the Crowley Show.